0: So we got uh, a lot of things going on, generally speaking, throughout these past few years. I I don't, I mean, right now we're talking in the year 2017, and so many things have been happening, and it's it's like you can't keep up with all the changes that are going on. And even as I write my book, I mention how it's, um, I'm constantly having to update it all the time because things are changing. Like. Like we, I think we said this two weeks ago, where you know, wouldn't it be crazy if the Boy Scouts uh, would had one girls. day had girls, right? And then, sure enough, boom, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, now I now have to change that. You know, go back and, and revise your book. And wouldn't it be crazy if uh, a law was passed such that all uh, gay marriages were the, the law of the land? It was a constitutional matter. Boom, there it is, and so on. So uh, we, we we went through a couple of those those things. But what I'm fascinated with is, and I saw the movie Blade Runner, the, the, the sequel recently, and also reminded me of the first one, which came out in what, in 1981 or so? 82. Yeah. So with Ridley Scott directing it, it was an okay movie. I, it wasn't his best movie, but it, it developed a cult base. And what interested me most about that movie, it's twofold. One is the whole notion of what makes a human... Because these robots, which they call um, replicants, replicants, yeah, Um, they are imbued with memories. Uh, And the movie kind of concludes with the notion that, well, gosh, you know, if you have memories, well, that's enough to make you human. Um, That's enough to have you have a soul. Well, first of all, no. (laughs) Okay. Memories, in, in that context, a replicant has memory storage. That's not the same thing as having memories that you summon up that's also not the same thing as having a sense of me a self-awareness right I call it the me of, of within each one of us right that we go about the world you know wondering about you know keeping ourselves in context of, of everything else but we have our own sense of self-awareness uh, by contrast, for example, the chair that you're sitting on it doesn't have its own sense right? Uh, nor does a computer. Despite all the things that it can do, and even you can make it do automatically, if you like. Um, you can make it do all sorts of calculations, for example. It still will never have a sense of me, a self-awareness. And and this movie suggested that. And so I, I demur to that movie, and, and I think it's nonsense because it'll never have that sense of me. And, and it's some some uh, writer, you know, and obviously uh, supported by Ridley Scott's thinking, that somehow th- he's actually saying something here. Y- you're not, okay? On the contrary, it should make you realize the incredible individuality, and yeah, no, better yet, the incredible uniqueness of the human being, which does have a sense of me. And nothing else has it. Other animals have their own sense of me, of course. They don't have free will, but that's a different story. But the, but the notion of creating a me within everyone else, uh, you can't fabricate that. You can't even fabricate that in a, in a cat or, a, uh, or in a frog, which has its own sense of me. You, you just can't build that into anybody. So that was one thing. But more importantly, it was the small things in that movie that really resonate with me. Do you notice, for example, in the movie that the the big futuristic thing that they were putting forth? Because it's 1982, like you said. It was before the cell phone. So what was their big imagination for the year? I think it was the year 2019, right, in Los Angeles. So we live in Los Angeles, we're close to the year 2019. And what do they have for their future? Um, They had flying cars, okay, like you would expect. But they also had pay phones that were actually video phones, okay? So the notion was that you would be communicating people with people. You would pay your credits into the phone. Of course, there's always credits, like Star Wars, right? And it would be a video phone. And uh, the person on the other end would answer it. He would inev- inevitably be groggy. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, right? And the video f- screen itself would have graffiti on it because that's, that was the dark future that... Uh, Blade Runner envisioned. But it ain't so, is it? Right? They they got it wrong, uh, horribly wrong. And nobody has uh, and nobody there's no video phones. Everyone has a cell phone. And by the way, nobody really wants video phones, as it turns out. They don't they, they just want to communicate by phone, and they don't necessarily need to see each other. They just need to communicate, right? So that was a big mistake. Then and another big mistake was this suggestion that all of Los Angeles would be Japanese, right? Everything. Did you, did you see the movie? Yeah. Okay, so everything was Japanese in the future, right? Okay, well, that's wrong. In fact, if anything, things are more Korean or Chinese here uh, and uh, Muslim, for that matter. But Japanese, no way. And that's they, they got that horribly wrong. Why do I bring this up? I bring it up because... It just seems time and time again, no matter which movie you look back into the past, they, they get so little right, uh, whatever their predictions might be. And it's not just movies. It's people, generally speaking, they, they, they get wrong not only the notions of what inventions will happen, but also who will win uh, this election, who will be the great shining star of this political party or whatever,
1: they are not including idiocracy in this list because that got everything
0: right. <laughs> that's right. No, idiocracy. Like everything right. Ed- idiocracy, no, it, it didn't. It's, we're not there in that time period anyway. Uh, and it, it, but the, the notion was very funny, this, this notion that we will descend into a ever stupid, <laughs> stupider uh, culture, and which is not really predicting a specific thing but predicting a trend. And that's my point. It's predicting trends that you do and I do, right? We, we talk about this all the time. And in that sense, we are right. And what scares us, both of us, is that we are so consistently right in our predictions and that they happen faster than we actually predict them to happen. So uh, the, the most specific thing we've ever predicted is that Notre Dame will become a mosque, right? That, that, is, that is a specific thing. And I still hold to that. I'd say that by the year 20. 20- yeah, by the year 2030, we're going to see that Notre Dame will become a, either an actual mosque or de facto, de facto mosque. De facto meaning like...
1: It's used as. It's used as yeah. a mosque,
0: whether or not they change the, the edifice itself. Everyone's there and they're actually praying within Notre Dame uh, to Allah and so forth. Okay, so uh, so there's a difference between predicting this or that you know, gadget that might exist in the future, like a cell phone versus a pay phone and such, versus a trend. And the trends are very interesting. So when, you, when we talk about trends, we talk about trends of, like, sexuality, for example, which is a very big issue. And we predict that uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot of polygamy uh, going on in the future, there's going to be um, more acceptance of child sex. God forbid, I hate saying that, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, to a lesser extent, incest. I don't think there's that much demand for it. But nevertheless, polygamy and the, the child thing, I, I'm very sad to say, I think you're going to see a lot more acceptance of it.
1: Well, it's clear that today there are major forces at work within mainstream um, Societal culture and politics who are pushing for that. Right. With uh, some success. Well, like in the Hollywood scandals.
0: Right. Well, exactly right. Think of it from the standpoint of, you know, if you look at the transgender movement, um, this notion that, you know what, we shouldn't be demonizing these transgenders. You know, they are. Ordinary citizens that love and they're confused. and In fact, we don't even like to call them confused. They have just as much of a right to choose their gender as anything else, which is just such madness. I can't even believe we're talking about this. But it's, it's, um, that's where we are with this. And the effort is to say, we're not going to make, hmm, how, how should I say this, demonize is too strong a word, but to marginalize them, I guess. To say, you know, these people need our help. Well, no, no. These people not only do not need our help, but we should, we should celebrate them. And, and they're just as normal as you and me. And uh, it's just a question of choosing your gender. And they've chosen to be the other gender. What's, what's wrong with that sort of attitude, right? So everything is the what's wrong with that attitude. And, and one of the last bastions of that is the, the child, the pedophile. He's definitely demonized, right? It's usually he. Um, and he's a monster, no less. But you'll see that slowly eroding away, this this uh, marginalizing, the demonizing, the refusing to consider him a monster. You'll see. Because th- there'll be enough of them out there, and I wish there were only one or two in the world, but un- unfortunately there are hundreds of thousands of them. They will band together and they'll start saying, hey, listen, you know, we can't help it. They'll use exactly the same arguments that we're hearing from the transgenders and from uh, any the gay other, the activists for, the gay race activists race, for that yeah. matter, and uh, and all the you know anal sex issues and everything else. It's all just a big panoply, a big rainbow of sexuality. And who's to say that that uh, little children don't have sexual feelings also? And you know this is the way I was born and uh, whatever. I mean, but please don't demonize me. Okay, so this ever sympathetic world, this ever compassionate world that's developing that might be very well the next step.
1: Yeah, and I think one modification to what you just said that helps it along is what you're talking about is the Western world. Yes. Okay? Yes. Because it, as we go through more and more multiculturalism, the barbaric practices from the third world and the undeveloped world are brought in and not judged as harshly as they once were within the first yes. developed world. Yes, yes, So what's never talked about is how horrible and how normal... Pedophilia is in all in of, of the third world oh, All of it
0: disgusting. But
1: now more and more people are saying Like in England recently They're doing studies to say Well why shouldn't pedophiles have their feelings satiated And they're using actually I think A much more nefarious argument line Than saying well children have sexual feelings too They're saying well why should an adult go Unrequited, unrequited yeah. love oh. in their their affection for a child. The whole, uh, you know, and, and remember, this is the same society that a few years ago refused to look at what Michael Jackson was doing. You know, yeah. remember, until Harvey Weinstein, Michael Jackson wasn't looked at with any, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was just a conspiracy against him. He was found innocent. You know, he was found not guilty. Right, content. right.
0: Well, look, um, it's a little bit not even like it's it's. um you know, you just kind of – I don't know the, the right metaphor to make. Um, like the um, – as if you're in, uh, you know, a spaceship which is already pressurized and it's got all this atmosphere and such. And then, you, you know, you just don't bother too much or care anymore about the fact that you're in space.
1: Right? About keeping the airlocks shut at yeah, all exactly. Oh, it, Yeah, exactly. That. Oh, yeah, That's
0: right. Oh, there's a crack in the wall. You can play baseball in, inside and boom. <laughs> yes. yeah, Whoa. You, know. you just – and, and, or another example, I think you brought this offline, which is about scuba diving. You know, you're, you're a scuba diver, you, you, you better have everything very, very to the T in terms of your oxygen tank. It has to be just pressurized, just so. Yeah, everything has
1: to be airtight, no yeah. leaks.
0: No yeah. leaks, exactly right. And if yeah, you the, don't... Leak,
1: the lack of leaks is a border.
0: <laughs> right, right. So it's, you know, we don't realize in America that we are, in a sense, in a, in a very artificial environment. Think of it that way. Or if you want another example, uh, maybe the easiest example of all, you're in a, it's a really hot, hot, muggy, muggy day, and you're in a beautiful mansion, air-conditioned, it's wonderful. And then, you know, you don't care about taking care of the air conditioning, <laughs> or you leave all the windows open for whatever reason, and guess what? You know, you're going to get all that other, you know, toxic air or bad air into your, 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 your house, and you're, you're going to suffer. And that's the way it is. We live in an artificial environment, an art, and a good artificial environment, but it's an artificial environment that civilization has created. An artificial environment which we deem to be good. Um, one which says that polygamy is bad. One which says that pedophilia is bad. That incest is bad. That murder and rape is bad. Theft is bad, and so forth. And we say it time and time again, and, and to the point that it becomes obvious. But forgetting that the rest of the world thinks it's very normal, and history has always treated it as very normal. That is not the norm to live in the world that we do. And that the more we kind of just say, hey, you know what? It's cool. It's all cool. You know, it's all good, as they say. Um, gay marriage, that's cool. What do we care? How does it affect your marriage, as they say, right? Uh, polygamy? Well, you know what? At the end of the day, what do I care if three, uh, three people want to shack up? You know, that's not my business. How does that affect me? Uh, you know, a, a brother and sister want to get married? Okay. How does that affect me? And especially if they don't want to have kids. What's wrong with that, right? Yeah, they might be older. They might be 45 years old, uh, you know, plus or minus. Uh, they're not going to have kids at this point. Yeah. Or why, why, why do you care?
1: Or two gang members murder each other right. in South Central LA, far away from us. How does it affect us? Who cares if
0: they murder each other? Right. Well, but, but we're talking about sexuality no, right I, now. So I know, the but transgender thing—that crime
1: that helps keep the civil society in place by being obscene to all, right. rather than tolerate it and embrace well, but, but
0: then the transgender thing about going into different uh, bathrooms and such like that. Then you have uh, kind of want, I want to get back to you know the, these trends that are going on. That's more important. The transgender is going to the bathroom and you can say, oh, well, you know, what do you care?" You know, so some guy who thinks he's a girl is going to come into your girls room. Uh, big deal. You know, how often is that going to happen anyway? And what, what is that? Uh, it, it, it boggles the mind. It keeps on going like this. And then this attitude of what's the big deal is just like what we talked about in the spaceship. Let's play baseball in this, uh, in this arena where we, we might actually crack the spaceship hull and that's, that's important to remember, and we're doing that now. We're, we're solely cracking the, the thing that is protecting us, that is making us the unique thing. And we're taking it for granted, I suppose I should be saying. Things are changing in a very dramatic way, and we just don't understand it. We don't see it coming. You and I see that coming, and that's why the trends are so important. It's not the specific uh, predictions of inventions and who will be president, you know, 20 years from now. We, we have no effing clue, right? We just know the trends. Now, here's another trend, and, and it's going to be kind of fun to talk about and also disturbing to talk about. Sex robots, okay? I don't know if you realize this, but there's plenty of articles on this now. There are sex robot, um, uh, what do you call it? brothels. Cropping up here and there throughout the world, okay. In and of itself, no big deal, right? In fact, you can say it might be very a very good solution to an an age-old problem, right? Men need to uh, have sex, and they have a very strong urge to do so, and there's a place they can go. No humans involved, literally, right? So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, sex slaves. You don't have to worry about all sorts of issues. Okay, you don't have to worry about affection and and there's no morality issue involved, right? Good. Are we are you with me? Right? Yeah. At yeah, first blush, you would say no big deal. Likewise, I mean the, I
1: find the idea vile, but I'll get to that I, I, momentarily. I, I, but, my but, I'm just making that my silence is not uh, agreement.
0: No, I I, I totally yeah. agree. But, uh, and likewise, uh, presumably women to the extent they have, um, you know, sexual, uh, uh, you know, urges to the, to, you know, uh, as often as men do or even as, even one third of the time, that th- th- there would be an opportunity for them to have some fun in that department as well. They'd go to their, to a, a, you know, a male robot brothel. So you think to yourself, all right, well, what's wrong with that? Especially if they make these robots so lifelike or close to lifelike that, you know, you dim the lights a little bit, who's to notice the difference, right? And also, you don't have to worry about disease as much, uh, presumably, because, you know, you wash these these uh, robots from time to time, and presumably it would be a lot easier to do so. you have to, to go into so. that kind of detail? You yes, you just, I do. Can you just broad stroke this? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's important, okay? I'm simply saying, l- look at all the advantages. Somebody could literally could, could say... That sounds so good. Everyone is happy. You, you reduce this. We fix the problem. Okay. Do you see the correlation that I'm about to make when it comes to minimum wage? Can you see this? Yeah, he's nodding his head. You see, when, when you start making these rules that seem so good, right, at first blush, minimum wage is designed to put more money in, in everyone's pockets. Isn't that great? And then there are consequences associated with that, right? Oops, you know, you're, you're gonna have more robots, aren't you? Okay, uh, robots in the form of the parking attendants and all that stuff, right? Uh, and the cash register machines. Now, how did I get there? Because one thing led to the other. Minimum wage actually led to- Automation. Automation, in right?
1: And less people with jobs. Yes. Right,
0: and, and fewer people, thank you. Mm-hmm. But Uh, And and a whole host of other issues. But the automation is the interesting part of it. Something led to the sex robots also. And you know what it is? All this terrifying fear of sex. If you, in in college, they say one out of five uh, women are raped, right? If you're a male on campus today, on the one hand it's pretty cool because there are more women in most it's almost 60/40 in most colleges today in America.
1: Yeah, you can't touch any of them without them exploding.
0: Right. And then if they regret the sex that they had with Title you the, the, the previous the yeah. previous night, then they can claim that the sex was rape, okay? That's terrifying. Yeah, that's from what a guy's I mean perspective. By
1: they explode on you. Yeah. You know? that, it's exactly like they're rigged right. with explosives in any number of things. Unless it goes perfectly, it blows up.
0: Right. Exactly. And right.
1: so uh, what men behavior like the minimum wage instead of the men hiring more women for their affection and a robot. prostitute. <laughs> let me go to the automated solution that doesn't have title IX backing from the institution. Right.
0: Here's what a sex robot does, okay? First of all, a sex robot doesn't accuse you of rape, <laughs> okay? Or
1: unless you he her- wanted you during the act. All right, okay. All
0: right. All right, all right, all right. So it doesn't accuse you of rape. You're not going to go to jail for it for whatever you do to this robot. Right? You're not going to get a disease for this robot. You don't have to um, work hard at a relationship with this robot. right? You don't have to wine and dine it or romanticize it, or, or romance it, rather. You don't have to do a lot of things.
1: You don't have to spend any time with it other than your, your the amount of time needed to... Uh, achieve absolute fulfillment that's right in that area yeah
0: you and and men you know that's why they have um, whorehouses and brothels is because just to kind of get satisfied and then move on with whatever football. Yeah, yeah whatever that's that's the way that's why they thrive that's why it's the oldest profession in the, in the in the world as they say whatever but here you go right I mean this is what these robots now offer and 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 it'll take away all the issues of going with a hooker, right? It's not a crime. You're not a John, as they say, right? You're you're not doing anything that's illegal. You're just... You know, going with the robot, and as
1: the cost goes down, the uh, brothel. Uh, yeah, remember how the video arcade has morphed into the Xbox, and now everyone has one in their home. Right. So you will no longer have to go to the brothel as the cost goes down. As people use these in greater and greater number, they'll become affordable for you to just have in your home.
0: Oh, of course, of course. And so next thing you know, you're having a relationship with a robot, and I put relationship in air quotes, and uh, you're you're satisfied, right? So. My friends, I, I gotta tell you, this is what's this is what's happening in Japan already. They're wondering why they're, there's no relationships. I mean, the girls are, are just kind of scratching their heads. Why aren't we in relationships? They they have people there too, you know, they have young men and young women, but they're just not engaging in sex.
1: Yeah, they have no reason for it. The they have no reason the wage of, of this area right the available of sex robots has made it uh, obsolete. To right. have a relationship and have the fundamental building blocks of society exist into the future families,
0: children. That's right.
1: Oh boy, that's a really big cost. Right. Didn't see that one coming, did you, inventors of this no.
0: crap? No. No. Look, and, and they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to meet demand at some point. But think about all the consequences that the sex robot culture will develop. And it will be a sex robot culture. Watch those words. You'll. You know, this, this, um, this uh, problem, It's going sorry, this little nuance, this kind of idiosyncrasy that you're reading about from time to time about a sex robot brothelness. I'm telling you, it's going to be everywhere. I don't know if it's going to be 10 years from now or 15 years from now, but it's so obvious it's going to be everywhere. As obvious as you could say, you know, as soon as the internet was invented, someone will say, and you could, you could upload videos, someone will say, okay, we can use that for sex and por- pornography. Of course, that, that would not be a bold prediction on anyone's part. Why? Because everyone has, especially men, have a very strong sexual urge. So you, here you are, you're inventing robots that are going to be more and more lifelike and cheaper and cheaper with time or renting, whatever and you don't expect that that's gonna be used all the time, men are gonna to gravitate toward that like nobody's business. They won't have to worry about anything under those circumstances. And the problem is, and this is, this is one of the great, horrible consequences of feminism, and creating uh, what I call the uh, you know, the sexual harassment culture, this notion that all men are potential rapists and such like that, they've so demonized men They've so, so demasculinized men to the point that a man now has to say, you know, would it be all right if I now kiss you, right? Instead of taking the chance and just making a pass at a woman, letting, letting him be rejected, fine. But to not make him feel like he's a, a horrible person for doing so or that he's engaged in some sort of sexual harassment for, when he's made a pass. Or God forbid that he's told a woman that, he look, that she looks nice, right? And that it that constitutes sexual harassment as well. Right, very strange things are going on, and I say this in the context, to some extent, of the Harvey Weinstein situation, and that's going to be part two of our, our podcast today. But it, it brings up this whole notion of you know sexual harassment, sexual harassment, and I don't mean to minimize what happened to a lot of these women. Uh, putting aside the fact that a lot of these women were more than happy. To in, engage in sexual behavior Because they knew that would get them ahead
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting that we're not hearing From any of the women right. Who did it and then got roles from it Or won Oscars
0: Oh no, no, we are They did get roles from them And then they complain about having to do Having to, quote unquote, having to do what they did To get those, those positions
1: Yeah, but it's an, in reaction to It was never people who did it just of their own volition. They're doing it as part of the Me Too pylon to take advantage of... Oh, yeah, of, no, I agree with that. You know, public sentiment in their favor now. You're absolutely Because right. it would have never looked good for XYZ actress who won an Oscar for XYZ film. I'm not mentioning any names, because I, I don't have right. the information at the tip of my uh, cerebrum right now. But, um, you know... Three weeks ago, if one of these women came forward and says, I did this with Harvey Weinstein and I won an Oscar. Almost like, right, right. Did, you know, I use this product and now my hair is back. Right. Right. right? <laughs> or whatever.
0: All right. So so, so, getting back to this, the the sex robot culture, though, you know, in addition to the fact, uh, think of all the advantages. I'm, I'm saying it in a not necessarily a positive way. I'm simply well, saying. Facetious uh, way. If you yeah, will. perhaps facetious. That. Think about all the offerings that a sex robot culture um, offers, which is, uh, it can't claim that you raped it, can't claim that you sexually harassed it. You won't get disease uh, very often, at least. Um, And there's no expectations of you. When you're done with your business, you can go back to the football game, like you said, without even paying her, you know, this robot, obviously, unless you, you know, some sort of coin-operated thing, I don't know. And uh, very importantly, a sex robot doesn't expect you To act like a man, how about that? It doesn't doesn't judge you in any way. It doesn't berate you. Doesn't tell you. Doesn't compete with
1: you. Doesn't improve you. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't look to change you. Yeah. Thank you for wrecking everything.
0: Yeah, but don't you worry. The feminists will definitely complain that men aren't doing their part anymore to to pursue a relationship, right? And they'll all wonder why. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Right? I mean, look, they they want, on the one hand, they want a real relationship. Okay. But a real relationship, if you're talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife, involves intimacy and sex. Right? But how do you get that party started? Right? I mean, you have
1: to. If you can't talk to a girl on a college campus, lest she explode like a grenade, why would you ever talk to a girl? Yeah.
0: In the same way that they claim that every man is a potential rapist. We look at every woman as, as a potential accuser.
1: Yeah, as a potential lawsuit, it's, it's, a it's, potential it's conviction. Horrible. They've been weaponized.
0: Yeah, And then they, they also changed the standards, thanks to, to President, former President Obama, uh, about the rules of engagement when it comes to an, um, any sort of evidentiary hearing. It's all about preponderance of the evidence instead of what it should be, which is uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. right? And these schools are expelling boys on, on, on mere suspicion so it's terrifying
1: yeah USC there's a did you do you remember the story about a guy named Bormeister who's a kicker for the U.S. football team he's horsing around with his girlfriend Someone reports them. He gets kicked out of school. The girl gets threatened if she doesn't testify against him. She testifies in his favor saying he didn't do anything. We were playing. And then she's threatened
0: with getting kicked out of school. I know. Yeah, because she doesn't go along with the program. And then they'll wonder why all these men and, and boys, for that matter, teenagers and college men, are gravitating toward these sex robots Because it's just easier Thank you you made sex such a big hurdle you, you, You're not allowing us to be men you're, you're telling us that even to approach a woman and say Hi, my name's Bob Is, you know, could give rise to sexual harassment Why? Because that woman may not be interested in you For that moment or, or at all yeah. and, 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 and so why would Bob bother? He doesn't have to take that risk He's got a sex robot to go to at home at He'll be satisfied. He and the boy, everyone will be he satisfied. Has, he has
1: no need for women. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question: Based on what you and I know about the left, isn't that the plan? Well, seriously, to I, help I, depopulate I, the I, planet as, by getting rid of the family and relationships. I think
0: that? you assume. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't ascribe as much um, intelligence to a large-scale plan. As you do, I think it's simply a question of supply and demand, Ari. That on the one hand you've got this uh, culture that uh, so terrifies men to pursue sex with a, with a woman, or even better yet, to pursue a relationship with a woman, which is exactly the opposite of what feminism would want you to to do, supposedly. And on the other hand, you still have the sexual imperative. You know that men still love to have sex. That's why the pornography is so successful, and more so. Over the many past uh, decades, because, well, you know, it's it's a safe place to be. Yeah, but you know, do men, don't but, but,
1: men also enjoy being with women too?
0: I, I, I certainly do. I mean, normal people like yeah, us. Yeah, but, uh, but but that's why the sex robot uh, culture will be so perfect for them, yeah. because on the one hand you know it's not it's way beyond pornography no no
1: i'm not talking about in sexual activity i mean actually being with a woman don't you like actually talking i mean
0: i do but, i do you but, know. but but you, know, you you and i do but we're from a different generation my friend you talk to the young japanese uh, men out there and the boys they have no interest in that well, they, uh, they, they 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 wouldn't know what to do with a girl if they had them right there and and these girls are cozying up to them and they just would rather not thank you very much They're, they're either afraid. They don't. They don't know how to be a man. They don't know how to take the initiative.
1: Yeah. Because I see that in American millennial kids, I, it's I, happening. I of course, I think a very important that the, thing the is
0: metrosexual this, is going yeah, on. Yeah.
1: Well, not just the metrosexual. Because I think we're far beyond metrosexual. Is just a guy who likes maybe some nice uh, aftershave, right? Or something no,
0: no, like it's beyond that. that. Okay, yeah. let, let, let me let me go in okay. because I want to I want to touch upon our other topics as well. Uh, Look, it's, it's like you know how the United States imposes a lot of regulations upon manufacturing, right? And then everyone's so surprised that manufacturing goes abroad, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the way it works, folks. If you make it so onerous to manufacture products here, well, the do be surprised, as you say, when you ship jobs overseas. That's the reason why jobs are being shipped overseas. And then... This is the kicker. Then they demand that the jobs and manufacturing come back to American sugar. You, you demand it, right? And you, you demand that some sort of laws should, should be uh, imposed so that the companies have to make their products here, damn it. And
1: use our labor with our minimum yeah. wages.
0: But you can't do that. Yes. You can't. You, you make the rules so onerous, they'll find a way to use labor abroad because that, that's just the way it works. But, and it's the same with minimum wage like we talked about. It kills the jobs that are supposedly designed to improve, right? And then they'll try to force the employer employers to keep those employees in those same jobs. It's so funny. And then if you see the comparison here, my friends,
1: that's exactly what they're... requiring yes. men to have relationships with women. You can see it. I see well, your prediction. Yes. You're going to go back to the day of the arranged marriage and the forced... I, I, you,
0: know. you know, I don't know if they'll try to force it because they, they simply can't, right? There's no way. It's like, it's like that stupid... Some guy tried to uh, pass a transgender law to the effect of you shall be attracted to transgender. Yes. You know what? F you, buddy. <laughs> you're not going to, you cannot get into my brain. Not yet, at least. And <laughs> so it's absurd, right? But you're not going to be able to make men be desirous, you know, forced to, force them to, to pursue a relationship when you've, you've made them terrified to do, to do so. I mean, it's, it's just, I'm so sad for young men. On the one hand, you know, part of me envied them because, you know, to be on a college campus today... With, you know, 60% women, almost 60% women, and, and you're part of the 40% as a guy, like, whew, that, you know, you must be able to, yeah, you know, have jeans. a fantastic, oh, hold, yeah, hold on, boy. to have fantastic choice. Isn't that wonderful? You must be, you know, getting action. I'll use that phrase, uh, that, you know, more in a PG-13 way. You must be getting action all the time. You must just have so much fun. And I look at these guys because I, I often go to UCLA and I see them interacting. There's no flirting going on. There's no, like, uh, you know, a guy putting his hand over a girl's shoulders, you know, and just kind of saying, hey, you know, hey, babe, how you doing? I, I, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. I'm not even talking about making a move just having a relationship i don't see that no it's completely sterile it's sterile it's, yeah. it's very sterile and and yet at the same time the girls are dressing up the way they are with with jeans and shorts that are so tight and so high up that you can literally see you know half everything. of their butt just at, say at, at least everything. see everything. You, might, everything you might as well walk around naked yeah and and so they're all saying oh, you know i want sexuality i want sexuality and the, the guys don't even know what to do with it i mean it's 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 like i don't know i feel like cassandra you know the, the who who knows the future and and, uh, they don't is, listen, yeah. and and no one will listen to it or, or is doomed not to be able to speak it And I feel like those boys Are in that situation Where they have all this opportunity And they, don't, they can't even find one To have a relationship with Not one And that's what I find so sad And, and now I'm beginning to understand why Because every one of them Is a minefield Is a mine in a minefield You just don't know Every time you go up, can you blame them? This didn't happen when, when I was in college, where you know you'd make a move on a girl, she didn't like you. You know I was rejected more often than I was accepted. You know by by girls. Um, my 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 ratio to get into my colleges was much higher than than the the ratio of acceptance, as it were, of girls. You know returning. You know a, that's right. a, that's a kiss. That's because
1: that's normal. Yeah,
0: that's that's the way it is. And and women expect you to make the first move. And, and, you know, frankly, I I think that's the right way to go. I think they like that, too. And I like that. But if you make it so that men are now, you know, if if you try to kiss a girl, she happens not to want it. And she simply says, no, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not as if he keeps on harassing you. Just if he does it once. And then, and then they change the whole sex game altogether Because it's, rape is no longer rape Rape is any time you, you just re- regret it Like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast It's very odd, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and isn't it also interesting How you've talked several times on this show And others about the, the clothing choices and the fa- Isn't it interesting that there seems to be a correlation A, a um, What do they call that? You know, A, a ratio uh, right. Kind of relationship That the less masculine the men are the harder the women have to work in presenting themselves as sexual beings to try to stimulate some reaction out of them. Right. And you see these guys, these are not the guys from movies like, you know, the the uh, alpha uh, ter- fraternity, the alpha-beta fraternity from Revenge of the Nerds of a bunch of alpha males on the football team, you know, with, uh, you know, their parts were and to go. These are guys wearing colors like cream and aqua, <laughs> and they're walking around Mouth. with, with, with uh, short little um shoes with not socks and they're wearing little tank tops have you seen they it's as if um the the normalization of homosexual fashion styles is now commonplace among straight men who don't look like sexual beings to begin with and then the girls have to work ever
0: harder ever harder yeah you know to you're, it's you're like so they're right.
1: trying to deem themselves, the men are trying to deem themselves as safe, non threatening sexual beings,
0: incapable of oh, I, don't, I don't even think they care. I don't think, I, I think they, they. But
1: they're wearing fashion that you and I, when we were those ages, wouldn't get caught dead in. I, I
0: know. As, as, but both of But, but plus I, I want ba- to go back to what you said before about, um, you know, that this decreasing or like a descending uh, sense of class and basically, you know, slut clothing. To use a a very loose phrase like that, it's really slut clothing. If you were to dress, if a woman were to dress, 20 years ago, the way, or 30 years ago, the way that women, some women are dressing now on UCLA campus, they'd be arrested for for prostitution. Okay? Because, and but now everyone's walking around like that. It's even they're even dressing more scantily than the prostitutes did uh, uh, from 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, the street walking. The street
0: walking. Of course, that's what I'm talking about. But you know, with everything coming out there. I want to – you kind of made me think of something, and I think it's a good point, which is, you know, after a while, you, you can't sell whatever product it might be. For example, I, you know, whatever, your, your bananas are getting to, uh, to, to get rotten, whatever, right? And so all of a sudden, it, it was $3 a, a batch. Now you're selling for $2 a batch. No, that doesn't work. Okay, now we're going to go down to $1. Now, uh, not 25 cents, right? Or it's like eBay if you want. They just keep on lowering and lowering the price. Yeah, until someone buys it. Until someone yeah. buys it. Until you get a strike price, and and that's what's happening with these girls. They they are lowering and lowering their value. It's to say, look how easy I am to get. Look at my butt. Look how you know my skin is. Look how smooth it is. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm sexual. You know, it's, come, come after me. And, of course, no one's coming after them because there are no men on campus anymore. But, and they're all competing against – these women are now competing against each other, right, for the, the rare find of, of a guy that actually might, you know, come up to them. And when you speak to these women, by the way, they, they all have the same fantasy of some very nice, handsome man. Young man, at, 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 you know, who has that rye devilish grin, who you know the Han Solo type, right? <laughs> who uh, lives by his own rules, and um, and and calls her beautiful, and says, you know, I'd really like you to take you out tonight, show you a good time. What's a beautiful girl like you doing in a place like this? You're you're better than this. You know, cute romantic lines like that. That's what they want. You know, they they want to feel desired and. But the men, they're told that if the men do act on, on trying to, that, that very impulse, well, then they'll be accused of sexual harassment. Well, it's an it, it's a, it's a impossible world for them to live
1: in. Yeah, and if a guy actually does all of the, uh, <laughs> um, what do they call that, stations of the cross required of them by law. <laughs> yes, yes. Can I hold your hand now? May I look deeply into your eyes? <laughs> can I kiss you? Well, I don't can know. I kiss He's, you he's with, looking at me right now. now and I, I'm I, saying I, yes. I, no, I know. You're hypnotizing my, my me now, My point is if you were to do this, with, you're a man, you're into this. But if you do this with a woman, after a while, it becomes a really turn off. But every one of these things, verbalized, becomes a turn off. It wrecks all the fantasy and all the imagination. So, you know, women have to operate under on innuendo. And, yes. you know, Like yes. they always say about men and women. For a man to do what we're all thinking about, all he needs is a place. A woman needs a reason. And what a woman... Has to always avoid having is a reason not to. And your job as a man is not to give her any reasons not to, right? right yeah. And these the stations of the cross rules can you do this? Can I go further than that? Can I do this? Can I do that? You can all use your imaginations as to what those are. Every one of those stop and question moments, those stop signs on the road to Joyland, give women a reason not to. Right, and it kills the buzz as well. But
0: uh, okay. I don't want to get too far afield because I think we've made our point. It's, it's just the ever changing world, right? That that's happening now to us, and so we look at sex robots, and sex robots is a reflection of our culture. It's a natural consequence of a culture which has it consistently demonizes men, has marginalized men, has made them feel awful for just being men, for not celebrating manhood at all. Uh, the bravery and integrity and, and honesty And all those great things that we love And we cherish about being men And, and we've demonized all this point uh, to this point So surprise, you know Of course men are going to gravitate toward this You know, they, they've already gravitated toward, por- toward pornography Now they've got a 3D version of it and, and it doesn't talk back to them It doesn't make them feel bad It, it, it doesn't, as we said before it, It's not a, a hand grenade um, simply for, for them to talk They don't even have to say a word to these robots And why would they say a robot? They just you know, turn the switch on and do their business So it's a reflection of, of where we're going But think about all the consequences of that, my friends When you train a young boy to, uh, but When I say boy, I mean like 14, 15 years old To start lusting after a robot then he's not going to be interested. He won't be learning the art of developing a relationship. And when you don't have a relationship, well, you're not going to have civilization because civilization depends on a relationship between a man and a woman, uh, a desire to have children together. And uh, if they're not going to have children together, well, then you're going to have fatherless children, which, of course, we now know uh, is very, very bad. So that's, that's the end. That's the end. I'm just saying robots is causing it. On the contrary, our civilization is causing robots, we will we'll just create a vicious cycle. But you'll see, this is a trend that is only going to grow. It's, it's kind of like, you know what? It's a really good example of this. And probably the same amount of time, Ari, get ready for this comparison. The Kindle, when bookstores first came out with a Kindle. Um, and they said, you know, or Amazon came up with Kindle, right? Uh, this will be kind of, it, it used to be the novelty, but books were still books and you could buy your books on the bookstore and everything else on the Kindle. And, you know, it was cute. Now Kindle is the norm or, you know, the iPad version and hardcover books are outside of the norm. That's, that's how quickly, and, and it destroyed all the bookstores, right? The Kindle destroyed bookstores. And, and just the, the actual you know the actual production of hardcover and soft cover books, just destroyed it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, by the way. I'm just saying that that was a natural tendency. But the same, same thing is going to happen here. You've got now we're seeing these sex robots, and they're going to get better. They're going to get more lifelike, and they're going to be much cheaper and more efficient and all the, the things that every single product in the history of mankind has ever gone through, right? Have you ever known a product to get worse with time or more expensive with time? Whether that's a compact disc player, a DVD player, um, a Kindle, uh, a TV, right? I mean, TV, plasma TVs used to cost $3,000, maybe more. Now you can buy a really good one for $200, right? Why do you think it'll be any different with sex robots? Right? Talk about life lifelike. And it's going to impact society in a dramatic way. All right, well, I think you heard it here first, my friends. Well, at the very least, you could say that uh, you won't have Harvey Weinstein's all over the place as a result, because Harvey Weinstein will be focusing on his sex robots for himself, and he won't get in any trouble.
1: Well, you know what's so interesting about that point? Someone like Weinstein, these sick monsters... You know how rape is not a a crime of sex, it's a crime of violence? Of course. Well, someone like Weinstein is not interested in the finishing moments of a sex act. Right. He is abusing human beings to abuse them.
0: I I understand that. It's a
1: wonderful joke, but it it really really illustrates a very important thing. The people who use or will use the device, the artificial...
0: Okay, I'm I'm not going there. I'm simply saying that... You know, for those people who are simply seeing that they want to get their rocks off to use expression, that issue won't. I thought you were
1: switching to talking about. No,
0: no, and I I will, I will, but because I, I do want to talk about him. But the feminist movement has really failed to move forward, not because you see, Harvey Weinstein is something I want to talk about, but he's a reflection. Wait for it, wait for it, of the feminist movement. He is a consequence of the feminist movement. What's that you say? How can you possibly say that? No, he's an aberration. He's from the Stone Age of of the days of old where where, where men were so vicious to women. And he's, he's like the old boy network and such. Like No, no, no. No. I'm saying the feminist movement actually created the monster called Harvey Weinstein. How so, you ask? I'll tell you. Because the feminist movement has so demonized and so marginalized men that we that the men around harvey weinstein couldn't tell him to to keep his you know what in his pants they they didn't have the courage to stand up to him women women have a tough time standing up it's it's too much to expect a woman to stand up and and act like sigourney weaver in the movie aliens right it's it's it, that's not realistic you need men to fight for a woman in order for women woman to, to be protected, right?
1: Well, it's, it's men have a—we uh, have an honor code and an enforcement code among us that, you know, that whole thing, um, you better not treat my sister that way or I'll punch you. Right. Well, we have a, an honor code among all women like that. If right. you and I saw some creep treating a woman like that on the street, we'd be the first one to go up and say, knock it off or I'm going to punch your lights out.
0: Right. That's exactly right
1: and not run to the authorities and go oh, oh I'd better get the police to help me you know <laughs> yeah yeah you're right but but, 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 it, but, but, but this, is, so this is this is the point yeah Harvey Weinstein is the Frankenstein's monster of feminism yeah. they created it he's their ultimate creation
0: yep that's that's it with few exceptions a, a woman um, sorry it, it, men need to come to the to the aid of women that's that's the that's the main Mission that we need to, it's part of our job. It's I mean, part we, of what
1: we, our instinct of loving women yeah, is that's right. protecting women. It's
0: protecting. We need to come to their aid. And nobody came to the aid of any of these women. And I mean, look at it, right? What's his name? Um, uh, ben Affleck, right? He said nothing. Matt Damon said nothing. A whole bunch of people said nothing. Yeah,
1: there's only one, and that was Brad Pitt, and he was only defending his girlfriend at the time. He was. It wasn't like some guy came up to Harvey Weinstein. Let's just say Bob Iger, Harvey Weinstein's boss at Disney, come up to him. It says, knock that, that you-know-what off. Right. Period, Harvey. Period.
0: Right. right. This is what we said before about uh, Islamic um, uh, terrorism or radical Islam and the fight against radical Islam. And I put those two together because radical Islam survives only because we let it survive, right? Uh, And I said, somebody asked me the other day, what's worse, radical Islam or uh, godlessness because of of my book and such like that? And I said, that's like asking the question, what's worse, uh, a fire or not having a fire department, right? Which one? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. A fire department stops the fires, right? Or at least contains them. And, it, but if you don't have a fire department, if you, you let down your guard completely, well, that's, you know, horrible things will happen. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein is that fire. And we men need to hold him at bay. And we're not doing that. Why? Because of the feminist movement. Thank you. Thank you, feminist movement. Thanks for taking, ripping away everything that made men into men on your, your holy quest to be just like men, which you'll never be, by the way. You'll never be like a man. You'll never have that sense, the same senses that we do. You'll never have that, that, that sense for courage and honor and integrity and the, the notion of, of of just a structure that we demand, the sense of the timelessness and the going to the past and the future. You'll never have our sense of sexuality. You'll never have our sense of focus on our career that, that we do. Okay, And we, likewise, will never have that same sense of in, instinct, for uh kids and for other people like you do we will never have the ability to multitask like you do
1: yeah or nurture and or to nurture kids oriented. yeah all We're those big things picture guys give us a, give us an axe we'll cut down the forest okay right. that's right. what we do now interestingly enough
0: well i, part- I, I, I oh sorry and you, ladies, you do not have the same sense of good and evil like we do.
1: Yeah, and then there's well, actually, sometimes they do, and yeah, their of course, job sometimes is to they it, do.
0: But, but, but there, there are, know, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. There are some firefighters who are women also, but that's not the point. Yeah, well, we don't we, we don't go into these is the exceptions. the point that I wanted to make that I think you'll find fascinating. Yesterday,
1: Ellen DeGeneres tweeted out a tweet of herself oogling another woman's, a straight woman's, um, chest area. Right. So think about what feminism is. done here. Ellen is one of the alpha feminists of our society in celebrity stature and culture and all that stuff. You know, being a woke lesbian and all that. And here she is sexually harassing a woman against her will who doesn't share the same interests in Ellen from an orientation standpoint as right. Ellen shares in her. And she's basically pulling a Weinstein and joking about it. Right,
0: that's so true. That's it's okay. how
1: about trying to act like a man and failing miserably because the man you're acting like right. is a creep.
0: That's right. No,
1: but it's okay. Isn't that just, yeah. just spinning?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay when a woman harasses uh, somebody, a man or a woman for that matter. But if a man harasses a woman, that's, of course, bad. Yeah. I, I think it's bad in both directions. Don't get me wrong. But this is what, what they're doing. And, and Harvey Weinstein exists because you, we've all let our guard down, and men are not being men, and they're not standing up for women the way that they need to. You need to fight for women. You need to say, dude, that dog don't hunt. Back off right now. And no one has taught them that. No one. Yeah. And, and, and uh, tell me about the, the teacher who tells uh, the student to hold the doors for women. You know, God forbid you do that. Oh, that's sexist in and of itself, right? Uh, to to let, a, let a woman into the room first Good, or whatever it is.
1: I acted sexist about 20 times today when I opened 20 doors for women. That's right. Yeah. yeah uh, that's right. One more thing that's interesting, That w- a way we fight for women to protect themselves and to protect, in all records, is we fight constantly for everyone's right to enjoy the Second Amendment, right? Right. And, and be able to keep and bear in public arms, concealed. Imagine how quickly Harvey Weinstein's – and I'm not talking about unwanted sexual come-ons, but his violent attacks on women would have lasted if any one of those women was enjoying her Second Amendment rights. Yeah, that's a good point. Any one of them could have been armed yep. to equalize the playing field and the violence yeah, that he but was, it was doing.
0: But that, that was a little different because – I mean, uh, first of all, I agree with you generally speaking, but a lot of these women were in positions – where they wanted to advance in their careers and they felt the only way to do so was to engage in, in a sexual behavior with Weinstein one way or the other. Um, because he didn't, he didn't put them in a, in a slave camp or anything or in the basement. You know, it was kind of that harassment where, you know, in exchange for career advancement, they would have to have or watch him do some sort of sexual activity. Um, look, yeah, but I,
1: I'm making the quick point that, you know, these are in an industry where it's the rigueur not to be armed. Or do you even consider it?
0: Uh, that, that's, that's true, too. But that's, that's assuming... A, a cu- it's a culture that just doesn't exist. It's, a de- it's, it's one of the many symptoms of the demasculi- demasculizing of our civilization. Everything about it has been... Dis- that's just one of so many. But, but you know, like the, the whole... Not even contemplating the notion that women are different than us. That's what bothers me so much. When you destroy that distinction, when you don't say ladies first, when you don't stand up for women, when you don't hold their doors uh, open for them, and, and so forth, you, you're sending the signal to young boys, especially, that they're one and the same, and, and why would you stand up for them?
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you punch them in the face? Why yes. wouldn't you cut their head off if they dated the waiter at your uh, Mezzaluna restaurant in Brentwood? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's,
0: you don't think of them in any different way whatsoever. So that, just, so And then you're surprised when men don't stand up for you okay so um look what's what's all this you know do you consider us sexist at the end of the day you know the, the reality is and you need to understand this ladies you need our help the harvey weinstein story should make that clear the isis story should make that clear okay what the, what, uh, so much, uh, what's, what's happening in the Muslim world Should make that clear The fact of uh, so many rapes happening on campus and, and otherwise, if you believe that Should make that clear You should be clamoring for us to help you but, And you need our help You need to understand that And you're not really doing any serious fighting Yourselves You think you are, you say you are But wearing a pussy hat in Washington D.C. On a women's march Is not fighting Do you understand that? Fighting means, yeah, that's right, fighting. You stand up to another man, by a man, and say, lay off, dude. Or you'll get, you'll get one right in, 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 the, in the mouth. All right? Instead, what you do is you accuse us all of being predators. You should be help, letting us help you in the fight against sexual harassment, but you st- instead accuse us all of being predators. And, and now it seems as if there's more harassment than ever, right? I mean, isn't that odd? You know, it's it, maybe it's just the accusations of it. Maybe it's always been around, but I, I have a feeling that there's more of it going on than ever before because no one stands up to it.
1: Yeah, it's just all. like they teach sex education at school to prevent pregnancies, and you have more pregnancies than ever. Right. 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 You, you uh, put all these rules in place, and you get more violence against women than ever. Right. Good job, right. feminists. Right. It's like it, it's like yes.
0: It's like the the Simpsons episode where, you know, they teach uh, a sex ed video. Right, And they, they describe everything, that's a, and then the, the rabbit, You know, it's, it's, I don't know why they have a cartoon rabbit teaching sex education, but it turns to the kids, now that we've taught you everything about sex, don't do it, <laughs> right? Okay, so look, at the end of the day, this is what it's about. You know, We, we talk about sex robots and, and the culture that feminism has created. It's all one and the same, isn't it? It's about the demasculinizing of the American male in particular, And they will all be so surprised when two things happen, that there will be no more relationships and the men are somewhere off into a a brothel full of sex robots. God help us all. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week.